Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast, the incremental anti-diet solution for effective permanent weight loss. Primal Potential is committed to helping you overcome emotional eating, hormonal imbalances, unhealthy habits, and your dieting mindset through education and inspiration. We don't just talk about what you should eat and what you should avoid. We talk strategy. Primal Potential is bridging the gap between knowing and doing. Each episode will leave you with concrete tips for making positive changes that make a difference. Primal Potential is here to help you lose weight, get healthy, and master fat loss naturally. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton, and you are going to be so glad that you tuned in today. We have a very special guest, one of my own personal coaches and mentors and friend, and I think we all need coaches in our lives, so I'm super, super excited about our guest today. I don't want to waste any time. I want to dive right in and introduce her, but before I do, I want to give you guys a quick heads up. Last week, I talked about how it was Primal's very first anniversary, and I emailed all of you and asked what you need, what I can do to help you reach your goals in our second year together. Your responses were so detailed and so thorough and so specific, and I am thrilled for your feedback. And so in response to what you guys told me you need to help you be successful and reach your goals, I have put together and made available on primalpotential.com a fat loss food guide, okay? You can find it under the work with me tab on primalpotential.com and I'll link to it in the show notes for this episode as well. But here's the deal. Bottom line, you have to find foods that you love that work for you and you have to find the motivation to make the changes and stay consistent. But sometimes we need a little help. You asked, I've answered because it's my goal to help you reach your goals. So it's got food lists, meal ideas, straightforward nutrition strategies for fat loss. You name it, it's there. And there's an audio version included with it for those of you who don't like to read. I hear you. I'm with you. So check that out. Let me know what you think and keep your requests coming in. And I will make sure to keep giving you what you need so you can reach your goals. Enough of that. We are going to have a really fun conversation today with our guest, Mary Shenuda, affectionately known as the Paleo Chef. And I am a big fan of Mary. I have been following her for a while. And I reached out to her, gosh, I don't know, six, seven months ago or so, because I wanted her to work with me and help me. I love her story. I love her approach. I'm thrilled that she has agreed to take a pause in her super busy day and hang out with us. So Mary, thank you so much for being here. How are you? I am great. Thank you for having me. Oh, it is totally my pleasure. And you are so many things. You are a private chef. You are a business coach. You're a rising business mogul, giving paleo a good name because there are a lot of people out there that kind of make it a little questionable, but you are down to earth. You are a champion of the approach that I really feel strongly about, which is basically like do what works for you. Take care of your body and 
I think you're brilliant. I think you're inspiring. You're hysterically funny, incredibly talented, and completely down to earth. Obviously, you're one of my coaches, so I'm a little bit biased. (laughs) But uh, tell us a little bit about kind of who you are and what you do. That's an incredible intro. I need to take you traveling with me and do my introductions to every single <laughs> Let's go. I'm ready. I'm packed. <laughs> um, like you said, I do a lot of things. Like when people ask me that question, I'm like, what do I not do? Um, wearing many hats. So I, I am first and foremost a private chef. I, I do uh, private chefing, but I, I, I hybrid in a lot of uh, coaching with that, which makes me different than your classical private chef. And I cook for a lot of... Um, well-known entrepreneurs that we're all familiar with, professional athletes and actors. And, and that's what I really enjoy because it, it lets me blend all of my talents together. And then outside of that, I am your classic entrepreneur. I, I, I speak. I have a few different uh, products that I am building from scratch. and I'm very open about building that. Um, and then I do just uh, single siloed coaching. And then I tell jokes on Instagram. So I'm also a <laughs> comedian. <laughs> I love it. Keeping it real. And you, I mean, obviously you kind of go by the paleo chef, but you came to paleo not for weight loss or because it was trendy, but really out of necessity. Can you tell a little bit about what made that transition for you? Yeah. So I, I've been, I was sick for the majority of my life. And by sick, I had things that doctors couldn't really figure out, a story that many of us are familiar with. Uh, Migraines, hives, some emotional issues, some hormonal issues. They were all considered the elephant in the room by doctors. Uh, And for from age, whatever, however old you are in second grade, all the way up to 24, I was really trusting that just my doctor would figure it out because I'm like, you're a doctor. You went to school. You're super smart. I'm just here sick. Fix me. And so... (laughs) I let them poke and prod and give me medications that seemed to just make things worse. I was in the ER about once a month because um, my migraines would get so bad that sometimes I'd black out and somebody else would find me. And uh, when you're young and you're blacked out in your own vomit, they tend to assume you were doing copious amounts of drugs. So when mm. I would come to in the hospital, I'd be like, the nurse was like, what did you take? And I'm like, nothing, I swear, it just hurts. Um, so it was it was such a, a, a mental an emotional breakdown because you're telling the truth of your pain and they're not finding out what's wrong. So they're telling you that you're either not telling us the whole truth about your lifestyle or you're making this up or it's psychosomatic and you're causing it. And that was very frustrating. And then on top of that, I left school early and by school, I mean high school early and went straight into corporate America and found success pretty quickly. And I was on the sales team, which is generally male dominant. And I was carrying a large quota and having to push through pain and then emotionally bargain and think, you know, I'm in pain because someone else is suffering less and I'm just going to push through the day because I got a quota to make. Not only do I have to meet my goals, but I have to exceed them because I'm younger than everybody by 15 years. I'm Mm -hmm. a female uh, among boys and doing just enough will not be enough. So I'm always trying to be the overachiever. So this was all going on as I was hiding pain and still going to doctor's offices. And at 24, 25, I was in the ER for the millionth time. And I insisted this time, like, can you tell me what's causing this? And they're not answering my question, but coming at me with IV needles and morphine shots. And I 
was like physically pushing them away. I'm like, no, I don't want any more medication. I don't want to be sedated. Just someone tell me what's going on. And one of the nurses got snippy with me with the needle and I pushed it away and had some choice words for her and left and Mm -hmm. uh, went home. And I'm like, okay, let's, I'm a smart person. Why have I let them lead me this entire way? Let me figure this out on my own. Just started to look at, okay, migraines attached to this part of your body, which is is happening for, for this particular thing in your body. And as I was doing that research and going back, I found the TED Talk by Dr. Terry Walls about the mitochondria and had a light bulb moment because I had done a really extensive report on the mitochondria when I was in high school. And I was like, oh, the answer has been with me since high school and I'm such an idiot. And Mm. from listening to Dr. Terry Walls, I decided to send out my own lab work um, to do stool testing and gene testing rather than blood tests because blood tests are 60% inconclusive and uh, found out that I was not just intolerant to gluten, but also full-blown celiac, intolerant to casein and soy, and started to remove those things from my diet. I'd already begun with gluten before the test came back, but then added the other two once the test came back. And within three months, every single pain I've ever experienced went away. No need, excuse me, for medication. Wow. And the byproduct was also losing weight, which was never my intention, but no one complains about shedding, shedding pounds. And I viewed it as not necessarily needing to lose the weight, but now my body was coming to its natural stature without having inflammation or, or carrying anything, probably also tied to emotions because I was becoming happier as well. So not right. only physically, but also emotionally. And then someone was talking about this paleo diet and I like researched it and I'm like, oh, this is so much easier to say when I'm dining out right. <laughs> or talking to someone than, than right. doing the whole story I just did. So I backdoored into the word paleo, and at the time, it was much smaller as far as the audience and really just particular to the CrossFit community, and I'm like, not -hmm. about that noise, but cool, I like it. I'm going to make friends with some CrossFit coaches, and I did, and I I really did adopt some of the modalities of CrossFit, Um, and then uh, I was still in corporate America. People noticed the difference. People started to ask me questions. Someone wanted me to consult with them because I've always been a coach in some capacity. And mm-hmm. um, and then it was proposed by a particular person in Silicon Valley that um, they're like, you just, why don't you just cook for me? I don't have time for this. And I'm like, I don't cook for people, dude. I have a quota that I have to chase. Right, right. And he offered up uh, a dollar amount. And I was like, wait, that's, that's, co- that's comparable. Hmm. Maybe, maybe. And I tried to do both. And then my body said, no, you have to pick because my adrenals went back to being pretty exhausted. And then um, I'm not very risk averse. So I said, screw it, dove totally into being a private paleo chef. And within a few months, almost just like my symptoms, but reverse, within a few months, I was Mary the paleo chef. Mm. I will link to, I love the the TED Talk by Dr. Terry Walls, and I will link to that in the show notes over on primalpotential.com. But for you and for people in general, do you really feel like food can be medicine? Yes, I absolutely do. I think almost, I think food, mindset, anything that you do in life will either hurt you or help you. Mm. There's no I neutral. totally agree. Yeah, and I try to keep that in mind as far as like all the choices that I make. 
Absolutely. And so many people, I know for me, you know, coming from a background of of extreme obesity, I used to feel like my choices were sort of in a silo, like, oh, just this once, it won't matter, like it has no impact. But I completely agree with you. All of our choices have an impact. They're either taking us down a path towards health or they're taking us down a path towards disease. Right, right. And I think that's such a powerful understanding for people to have that your choices do matter. Little choices do matter. And one of the things you said is you you lost weight kind of as a byproduct of trying to address your intolerances. And one of the things you write about on your website, which we'll also link to in the show notes, is that when you lost the weight, you actually were eating far more calories and far more fat. And I mentioned to you when we were talking before we started recording that I recently did an episode on why calorie counting is kind of bunk and doesn't take into account the way our bodies work and the way our body responds to different types of fuel. And I think we both know a lot of people are terrified of fat, but you basically tripled your calories and increased your fat and still lost about 30 pounds. I'm sure you get the same kind of questions from people you cook for or people you coach as far as like, what about the calories? What about the fat? What's sort of your take on that? So we were all scared by calories. um, And I try not to be annoyed with my clients (laughs) when they do that. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, you hired me because you trust me, so why don't you just shut up and trust me? And, <laughs> and, I, and I explained to them, I try, just try to break it down really easily. Your brain is what needs fuel first thing in the morning. Your brain is what needs fuel throughout the day. And if you're not starving your brain, then your body is not going to try to hold on to anything to as reserves to feed it throughout the day. It's the way I try to explain it. So it makes Survival sense. instincts. Yes. And, and, oh, I was watching one of those, those weight loss shows last night and they were saying calories in and calories out. I was like, I wanted to throw my shoe at the TV and I'm like, no, <laughs> no. it doesn't work this, that way. It. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so that's, that's just the, 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 that's how I say it very simply to them. You know, I need to, I need to feed your brain as often as possible with the nutrients it's going to actually use, not nutrients it's just going to waste. And because then, your brain is like 60% fat. Six zero. Yes. yes. And then your body is going to follow suit from how you treat it. So uh, it's funny, too, because I just, I mean, honestly, I just tell my clients, shut up and trust me. Just shut mm-hmm. up and trust me. And I even got, it was so, so cute. I had one client call me on my phone last week. And all my clients are a little more high maintenance. And I love that about them because if I had someone cooking for me, I'd be high maintenance because I just have them go, go, go all the time. Yeah. And, so when she called me, I was assuming she was going to make a request or a complaint of some sort to, to modify something. But she called me. She's like, I just want to call you and tell, tell you I sat down today and my roll doesn't go over my pants anymore. Don't <laughs> you like, love really? that? Yeah. And I'm like, you're calling me just to tell me that? She's like, this is crazy and new for me. And I had another client emailed me yesterday and said, you know, plane seats are feeling smaller right now. This is mm. like really incredible. And I'm like, thank you for trusting me. It works. It works. And each one of my clients, the actual specifics of what they eat is slightly modified based on their goals and their starting weight and their their health points. But it's the same thing. It's removing everything that's crap and increasing everything that's awesome, which Mm -hmm. is mostly fat. They all all get fat fudge shoved down their throats because that's the easiest way for me to get it in their body Mm -hmm. uh, to increase those calories. But I mean... I guess it would be different if you were addressing it on your own, but the way I address my clients, honestly, is just shut up and trust me. I don't know if that's too honest, but that is what I do. 
No, I hear you. And I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to create a t-shirt that says that so that I can, (laughs) I can send it to my own clients for sure. But you know, one of the things that I talk about a lot in the podcast is for fat loss, you don't want to start your day with carbs. It's a terrible fuel source in the morning. It's a terrible fuel source in general for satiety and energy and focus and all of those things. And I encourage them to do either straight fat or fat and protein in the morning. And that tends to be your approach too. And I love what you say about your client calling you about, you know, the roll doesn't go over my pants. I, I had somebody text me yesterday and say, I'm, I tucked in my shirt today for the first time in forever. Like it's such a big deal. So I totally hear you. And you and I have a very similar morning philosophy and we'll talk more about fat fudge in a couple minutes, but what do you find that people experience when they take that leap and they fuel up with healthy fats in the morning? What do they feel? What did you feel? What's the difference for you and for your clients? Uh, let me try to describe it. So you wake up, you're a little groggy, um, or, you know, you just got sleepy eye. Um, I go in the kitchen and I have my, my water and then I have my, my fat fuel pack. And it's almost like my scalp starts to wake up and my eyes get really wide and bright and I just, I'm ready to totally crush the day. Mm-hmm. And then I also notice that, so I, I, I work really, really hard and I mean physical labor. Cooking for people is really physically demanding, mm-hmm. especially when you're doing like a hundred entrees a day, which I learned later on that chefs are not supposed to do more than 24 a day. And I'm like, oops. <laughs> Sorry, chefs, y'all got to step up your game. This newbie That's right. here. That's right. But, Mary's but on the hustle. <laughs> but I'll notice that at the end of a day like that, even though I feel like I've done a lot, I still have keen mental clarity and I'm not exhausted. Mm-hmm. And and I, I I wish I could articulate it better if it's not making sense, but like I still I feel good at the end of the day, whereas previously – I would feel like I've got sea legs, like I'm really tired, I'm shaky, or I'd have a crash in the middle of the day where I, like, I need right. to get that. None of that exists. I feel clear, I feel focused, I feel good, and I, I could feel like, you know, I'm happy that I'm done at 8 p.m. after cooking from 7 a.m., but I'm also like, I, I could keep doing this. And then, it, right. and then it gives me energy to still work on my body afterwards. Like I still get to go to the gym and not yep. feel like I've taken away. Yeah. I think so many people are used to feeling like crap, having low energy, experiencing that mid-morning fog, taking a couple hours to wake up and like a dozen cups of coffee and having to drink caffeine throughout the day and then still in the afternoon feeling exhausted and then having no motivation to do anything after work. And I know for me, I have the same experience. When I start my mornings with high quality fats and when my clients do the same, your energy just is stable. And a lot of people don't, they felt like crap for so long, they don't know that they're not supposed to feel that way. Right, right. (laughs) And I find interesting too, again, because they're 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 like oh but but you know I, I have to snack at midday and I have to snack mid afternoon and they haven't even tried it yet and they're already they're just like doubters constant humans are incredible at thwarting their own progress we're the only mm-hmm. species in the world that can get in our own way and mm-hmm. that's what they do so they're have- excellent at it yeah they're pros at it and they get <laughs> in their own way with all of these complaints and there's just another thing like just just trust me. And yep. then a week later, they're, they're like, I've never had so much energy. I don't even feel hungry between my meals. I'm like, exactly. oh, really? Who, exactly. who would have thought? <laughs> exactly. Well, and they'll come up with 
And I used to do this too. I mean, I can say, obviously I was over 300 pounds. I did this all the time where somebody will suggest something and have the experience to say, it worked for me. It works for all my clients. And people say, well, yeah, but I mean, what about this? And I'm afraid that this, and won't it be too many calories? And what if I gain weight? And what if I don't like it? Like, can you just try? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, try it. And if it doesn't do it? work, then we can have this conversation. But I don't want to hear a peep out of you until you've tried. Absolutely. I totally agree. The energy, the fat loss, the focus. It's amazing. It's just amazing. And people, when my clients transition, they swear without fail, every single one of them, I will never go back to having a bagel in the morning, having a muffin, having a bowl of cereal, heck, even having like a big bowl of fruit. Right. They right. just, it, it, they don't want that feeling anymore. The energy and the stamina and the focus and the clarity that comes with really starting your day with good high quality fats is unparalleled. Right. Now you, I love you for how straightforward you are and you will be the first one to say you're not a rule follower. And even though you're the paleo chef, you talk about paleo versus paleo, customizing it to what works for you. And I love that because people will ask me what I eat. And to me, it's kind of a little bit irrelevant because people need to do what works for them and find the foods that they really love. So to you, what's the difference between the standard approach of paleo with all of its rules and guidelines versus paleo? It's so I'm, I'm sure if everyone's familiar with how strict traditional paleo is or what, however they came out the gate. With it's the like a paleo. religion. It is. And it's so annoying. <laughs> it, and this is coming from someone who's religious, but like, I'm like, hello, everything should be inclusive, not exclusive. This is not, right. this is me getting more woo woo. Like, this is not why we're on this planet to create boxes right. for ourselves. And Paley, you comes from the fact that honestly, it comes from the fact that I can never have dairy again, but some people can. So I really just want them to eat dairy on my behalf and have some feta cheese. Please, 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 please. And right. tell me about right. it. But right. it's, it's really as simple as what's going to work for my body is not going to work for somebody else. There is no such thing as a template for living, period, mm-hmm. the end, in any any facet. There's there's a baseline. I think paleo is a great baseline for kind of clearing out all the noise and then experimenting what works for each individual. But right. you're not supposed to follow it. So when somebody asks me a question like, what do you think about dairy or what do you think about eggs? I roll my eyes. I'm like, oh, this must be your first day on my Instagram. Okay, let's <laughs> let's let's go through my philosophy. Oh, a newbie, how cute. <laughs> and I, and I'll say, well, let me let me ask you, how do you feel when you eat dairy? And they're like, well, not very good. Like I get really bloated, and I just get really quiet. And they're like, oh, so I probably yeah. shouldn't be eating dairy. And I'm like, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> it's right. as simple as that. Follow the template that's going to work for yourself. Yeah. Uh, and and again. This, this only really, and I want to emphasize, even though I'm like, Paley, you, it works for each individual. This works after you've created a template as far as removing the things first. That's the baseline. Yeah. So, and then being able to reintroduce um, things like dairy. Some people can handle certain, certain starches and certain grains. Um, if you're an athlete, you might need a little bit more uh, in the arena. Like some, some athletes need to have rice in their diet. Uh, and then for me personally, so again, I'm not paleo by choice. There are things I just cannot eat because I'm going to get sick, really, right. really sick. Uh, but I drink scotch. It's in my bio. I love scotch. And someone's like, scotch isn't paleo. And I'm like, yeah, neither is the internet if you want to get technical. <laughs> so get off the internet. You're going to come over here and be a troll about it. 
But it, and then when someone's like, well, why don't you drink wine? It's like, everyone is just a doubter. Why don't you drink wine? That's paleo. I'm like, look here, Sherlock. Wine right. actually comes across contamination with gluten and I'm a celiac. So while wine might be considered paleo by the paleo gods, whoever they may be, I'll have an autoimmune reaction to it. So I'm going to stick right. to my top shelf scotch because I'm not going to give up my, my drinking and casually on the weekends for this. And, and I think that that helps create this sense of maybe paleo can help me versus paleo scary. Those people like don't even right. live and have any fun. Well, so one thing that I find that I say all the time to people is mind your own business. And I don't say that with disrespect, but your body has all the answers. When right. people say like, well, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? I'm so with you on your body has the answers. Pay attention and then you tell me what works for you because I can't. Right. I always respond to them. Mind your own plate. Yeah. While you're busy looking at my plate of food, your food's getting cold. So That's right. why don't you just eat your food when it's fresh and hot and shut up? And so much has to do with our hormonal balance and our body composition and any food intolerances. We're all unique in that way. So nobody can look and say, well, Mary eats like this, so I should eat like this. Or Elizabeth lost weight doing this, so I should do that. You can start with that as a healthy construct to kind of lay the foundation. But yeah. from there, you got to pay attention to your own body. I definitely don't recommend people drink the kind and amount of scotch that I can because they probably couldn't handle it. Sorry, bros. <laughs> <laughs> You're just throwing down the challenge there. I'm not even going to pick it up. I'm not even going to pick it up. One thing that I was I was sharing with a client the other day is the notion that perfect would imply that there's one set solution and that there's not an evolving solution based on what's right for you. So if we ever hold up anything the way some people in the paleo community do as the perfect way to eat, it implies that our bodies don't change and our metabolisms don't change and our hormones don't change, and they do. So we right. should always be paying attention to our own evolution. How does this make me feel? How do I perform when I eat this way versus that way? And you know, I don't know if you find this too, I think a lot of people are resistant to pay attention to their own bodies. They are, because here's the thing. If you're going to pay attention to the physical aspect of your body, then that means you also have to pay attention to the emotional aspect of your body. And people <laughs> right. are terrified of that for some yeah. reason. Yeah. No, it's totally true. But how much progress can anyone expect to make if they are not in tune with how their body reacts to stuff? Otherwise, I mean, you're just following a short-term set of guidelines and you're going to have short-term results. Word. Now, you, you kind of went into this and I made a note that I wanted to ask you this, but I know having worked with you one-on-one -on -one, that you are big into the mindset side of things. And there are a lot of people that are just like, I don't want to think about that. Just tell me what to eat and what not to eat. But to you, what role does mindset play in health and in fat loss? It's everything. It's everything. Every day, your mind gets to choose how it's going to tackle the day. And, and I don't understand why people don't want to take advantage of that power. Mm. You have the power to choose how your day is going to play out, how your weeks is going to play out, how your months, how your life is going to play out. It's on my website, the way you eat, the way you live, the way you play. It's all preparation for everything going right in your life. Mm -hmm. If something right presents itself and you haven't prepared, you don't fucking deserve it. I'm so sorry. Was I not supposed to curse at you? <laughs> it's, it's okay. <laughs> Dang it. It's all good. You don't deserve it. We're with you. <laughs> 
take it. Okay. And so that's, to me, it's really, really powerful. And I mean, this is going to sound a little uh, hypocritical because, you know, I had to do that ebook because everyone was asking about it and I had to put down these five steps and these five phases to power. But I also don't believe that there's a template there. I think it's, I think you can, you can find a way to get to that place of power and self-mastery on your own. But I have five, I have wrote down five phases just to kind of help people um, see it in a list form if maybe they've never gone down that path before. Because it can't, I don't want to take, I don't want to sit here and be like, oh, be strong and, and be totally um, expect, expecting the, the absolute best from day one. Because mm-hmm. it can be scary to go down that path of accountability. And mm-hmm. and choosing to, to make the right choices from a mindset perspective doesn't mean every day is perfect. There are days when you're right. going to feel really low and there's days where you're going to quote unquote make mistakes with your choices. But it's how quickly are you going to bounce back from that and just get back on the wagon. And one of the, I, I totally agree with you. One of the things that I spend a lot of time talking about is that for most people, the what to eat isn't the challenge, but it's the why you eat. So if you leave that untapped and you're like, la, 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 I'm not listening. And instead, you're just like, give me a food list. You're yeah. making it so much harder on yourself. And I love the analogy of it's like operating, you know, a car with the parking brake on. You're so resistant to get off the accelerator for a second to release the parking brake. So you right. have to expend so much more effort and do so much more work to get not really that great acceleration, not great traction. Whereas if you just ease up for a second and do the work to release the parking brake, everything is going to feel so much more effortless in all areas of your life. It's really empowering when you think about understanding why you do anything. Yeah. Nothing can get in the way of your progress. If you know your why, it's, it's, I don't, it's really, it's really empowering. I completely agree. So anybody that thinks that mindset doesn't play a role in fat loss, I think you're doing yourself a major, major disservice. So one of the things that I've been getting a lot of questions about lately, and I wanted to get your opinion on it, is people who transition from the standard American sad diet of processed foods um, to a more whole foods, paleo primal approach, and then they go to a party or they go on vacation and they go back to those highly processed foods and then they feel sick. Not just like, oh, I'm bloated, I feel heavy, but like a reaction that they didn't used to have before. And people will say, you know, what? what is behind this? And my first thought, and I want to know what you think, my first thought is that it's probably a good thing because if we think back to our Paleolithic ancestors, if they are stumbling upon a trail and they eat a poisonous berry, they're going to get sick and they're going to know that berry is off limits. But sometimes we've overexposed ourselves to toxins to such an extent that our body gets used to it. So then when we eliminate it, we have this natural reaction of our body letting us know, hey, stay away from that. Do you feel like maybe, and you have a different perspective because you do have extreme food intolerances, do you feel like food intolerances are maybe a good thing, like a sign that you're really in tune with your body letting you know what is healthy and what is not? The day I got my diagnosis was the greatest day of my life. There was not even a moment of mourning what was going to have to be removed from my body because I was going to now feel great and not be in pain. And every time, and you'll see from like the food that I post on Instagram, I don't go without. And every time I'm around people who may, who I know are a little bit naysay about the way I eat, 
I start dancing and I'm and I'm looking at my plate. I'm like, oh, this is awful. I have to eat healthy and be healthy for the rest of my life. Oh, mm. woe is me, all sarcastic, because it is. I now my body, my body and my mind and my spirit are in in line with like, we're just gonna do what's great for us. And why right. would I want to do any different or any less? And so many people, I think, because they have overexposed themselves to toxins, to junk for so long, they are deaf to the messages their body is sending. Like maybe they don't realize that the way they go about day to day, extremely bloated or with bowel irregularity or skin conditions or headaches, that's not the way you're supposed to be, but they're so used to it. It's just the way they feel like that's just me. Yeah. They think it's it's this constant low grade discomfort that they just think they can pop a pill for to get rid of temporarily, not Mm -hmm. realizing that this low grade constant discomfort is actually serious damage happening to their body and then when you remove it all that low-grade stuff goes away so when you do feel discomfort it's by contrast to feeling good very extreme right right but so many people don't know the potential that exists to feel amazing because they think that their crappy status quo is just the way they're supposed to be it's silly this is like the human condition you can hand someone a million dollar check and nine out of ten will rip it up and that's how I feel with what that what both of us are messages. We're handing people million dollar checks, and unless they right. want to trust us, they're going to rip it up. And I'm like, you're an idiot. Well, I look <laughs> at people, and they're like, I know. I just I went to the cookout though, and I mean that it just you know it was just the fries and the hamburger bun and the this and the that. And I'm like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. <laughs> that was worth you feeling disappointed with yourself. That was worth feeling low energy. That was worth feeling bloated for a week. Like. I don't, I don't understand why you value that more highly than you do feeling like Superman, feeling right. sexy, feeling confident, feeling happy, feeling great when you wake up and look at yourself in the mirror. Right. It just blows my mind. And that totally I mean, blows my mind. Yeah, that's definitely, I would say that's far more mindset work that they still need to do. So you make it positive. They've got upside. <laughs> they, they've mm-hmm. got upside. They've got something to work on. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things I love that you say, like, oh, woe is me. I have to eat this food. So many people think either I can indulge and eat delicious things or I can be healthy. And that is just so not true. And obviously you are a private chef. You have way more cooking chops than I do. But even like a simpleton like myself, I eat food I love. I don't ever see it as either I can indulge and eat whatever I want and be happy, or I can pursue my fat loss goals. I see it as, and both. I eat really well. I eat food I love. I look forward to every meal like, no, you can't have a bite. This is mine. (laughs) Joey doesn't share his food. (laughs) I'm just like that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No, you can't have a bite. No, I don't share. I know it looks good and it's all mine. So I, I know you share that perspective, but... You know, tell me what you would say to somebody who kind of has that perspective of like, I know I want to lose weight, but I just don't want to give up this stuff I love. I think it's really so most people when they go down this path, they definitely have not been cooking for themselves. They've been eating out or, or just buying ready made meals. And I view it as a really great opportunity. Not only are you going to be able to listen to your body and what it wants to eat, but you're going to get to learn a lot about your palate for the first time. And mm-hmm. I go the way you're going to eat at home now when you're preparing meals or when you're out you're also going to be able to experiment and become, and I think anybody can learn to cook. It's about learning how they want to cook for themselves. 
So mm-hmm. I, I viewed it as a learning opportunity where I bust out all the spices that I have and all the herbs that I have. And I'm like, let's go through and try all these and, and tell me what you start to think. And they start to think very creatively. And then they learn how to actually add the flavors and the spices they want into their dishes. And it becomes a beautiful experience where they're enjoying their food. And mm-hmm. there's so much of self-love put into each one of their meals that then when they go out, they're like, no one can make a meal as good as I can for myself. So now I know how to order out and stay within right. my parameters and still have the things that I enjoy. Absolutely. I, I think that it never has to be a sacrifice on the food front to be healthy and achieve fat loss ever under any circumstances. And if it feels like a sacrifice, you're doing it wrong. Correct. Totally agree. So we've talked a little bit about the fat in the morning and there are a million ways to do it there you know you can do bulletproof coffee you can do avocado you can do you know fatty fish like salmon and one of the things that you started doing for yourself and now you've kind of made as a as a consumer package product is fat fudge so talk to us a little bit about what fat fudge is why you started putting it together for yourself and how people can learn more about it so fat fudge, P-H-A-T fudge, spelled that way, is um, is my replacement to like goo and gel packets, but it's very focused and very fat filled. Um, mm-hmm. The base of it is uh, grass fed butter and tahini, which is fat and protein right there. And then there's a whole bunch of functional spices uh, like turmeric for memory and inflammation and cayenne as a thermogenic and cy- uh, cinnamon for sugar control and a few other ingredients and maca and all these things. And I started to make it for myself. It's actually a little bit of, uh, of an accidental make for myself. I was trying to make halawa or halva, which is a Middle Eastern uh, dessert that is just made of honey and tahini. And mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't boil the honey to the right temperature to where it would crystallize. So I was like, okay, I'll just throw in all of my um, unicorn fuel ingredients, which are all those spices and the butter, into this and just freeze it and make fudge. And mm-hmm. I did that, and I was noticing really positive effects by using that as my, my fat source between uh, meals or in the morning because I don't always have a lot of time. And mm-hmm. then one of my clients who's a professional golfer needed this on every morning, so I started to make it for him, and he loved it, like needed it to travel with. So I was making these little makeshift plastic baggies. So I was like posted the recipe online. The recipe went viral. Then I got a whole bunch of people tagging me in photos who were marathon runners and bikers who were making the recipe and putting it in sandwich bags and begging Mm -hmm. for it to be portable. And then I had actors that were loving it and mothers who just had babies that were using it for energy sources, excuse me. And so then I turned it into a consumer product and it accidentally sold more than I expected. And now now I'm in the the search to, to be able to mass produce it. But it's, it's, it's seriously magical. On top of just tasting amazing, you feel a difference. You're, it's almost like you take this, this packet, suck it down, and your body says, thank you. And now I'm going to show my thanks by crushing it, whether it's physical activity or mentally demanding activity. It's magic. 
I love it. And we will link to, in the show notes, we will link to the recipe for people who want to try it on their own, but also link to how people can get more information about when it's available again. I know you're in transition dealing with a massive launch that you had and trying to stay afloat <laughs> and stay above water. In fact, before we started recording, Mary was like, I mean, I'm kind of like not really talking much about it because <laughs> I kind of am having this fulfillment challenge, but yes. we will link to it because I know a lot of people want to know. But the, the key key here, and I, I think fat fudge is amazing. The key here is about quality food. Like if fat fudge isn't your thing, no big deal. There are tons of healthy fats that you can start your day with. But the bottom line is for performance and for really setting yourself up for success and for fat loss, you just really benefit tremendously from starting your day with good, high quality fats for sure. Yeah. And I want to say if anyone's is going down that path for the first time, expect the first couple days to feel uncomfortable and weird and just stick with it. Mm -hmm. Uncomfortable and weird in what way? What has been your experience with your clients and kind of transitioning to that type of breakfast? One, it's just, you know, I'm so used to having my cereal or I'm so used to having a piece of fruit or I'm so used to not having breakfast at all. So Mm -hmm. it feels uncomfortable from a mental standpoint. And then your body is going to transition it. It's, it, it, You've trained it to crave unhealthy things in the morning. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's going to go, it's going to go through that transition of, no, I, I want the carb. I want the sugar. And it might physically feel uncomfortable, whether it's stomach aches or maybe a little dragging or a headache and just push through that for the first couple of days. And then you come out on day four or five and you're like, I don't, I'm not about that life anymore. And I throw right. away all the carbs. <laughs> Yeah, it's that million dollar check. It's the new yes. potential that you have for yourself. So I would definitely encourage people to stay the course because all of my clients swear by switching their mornings to the fat and protein or pure fat combination. And I will never go back personally because it makes a huge difference. I mentioned to you, Mary, that we kind of just started with a new segment at the end of the show for people that are looking for ideas on kind of what to eat and when and how. And um, so we're doing kind of what I ate yesterday. So I'll share what I ate yesterday and then love to hear what you ate yesterday to the best of your recollection. I started my day uh, with Bulletproof Coffee, so just um, grass-fed butter and MCT oil before my workout. And then a couple hours after my workout, I had a lettuce wrap stuffed with turkey and bacon and tomato and some pesto. And then for dinner, I had salmon cakes, and I tend to use a rough version of the 21-day sugar detox recipe and some Brussels sprouts sauteed in bacon because that's one of my favorite things. So what about you? Do you recall what you ate yesterday? Yeah, yesterday was an interesting day. So I'm in the middle of doing a a gut reset uh, because I've had some inflammation uh, in my body. And then I also was, uh, I'm doing consulting for uh, the Primal Kitchens food line. So Mm -hmm. yesterday was taste testing day. So it's going to sound a little bit weird. So in the morning, because of the gut reset, I did uh, a like a juice slash smoothie, but it was had a whole avocado in it. It had a handful of spinach, chia seeds, um, a little bit of pea protein, MCT oil, and I just did it with water. So you hear fiber, you hear a lot of fat in that. And that mm-hmm. was just to keep my gut pretty calm because I'm taking particular enzymes. And then I uh, went over to Malibu and taste tested about 10 of... <laughs> <laughs> my mayos that I made for this this food line, but we were enjoying the mayo. So the mayos is made with avocado oil, and mm-hmm. we were enjoying that with. Um, I was doing it with broccoli and with salmon and with um, 
artichokes. And then I also had some shrimp as I was doing it because I wanted to keep my protein up. So I was still, even though I was on the job and everybody was having cake because it was somebody's birthday. It was Mark's sister's birthday. So we're having cake for his birthday. And then they were also having uh, sweet potato fries. So I had all those temptations around me, but I stuck to the broccoli. Um, I had a carrot and then mostly my artichoke and some some salmon. And then uh, as soon as we left that, because I didn't get as much food as I would normally have, I went straight to the store and I was too tired to cook. So I had them grill up some salmon for me. I came home, had a whole avocado with my salmon um, some more of the mayo that I made because it was incredible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then made myself some turmeric tea with, with coconut milk. Um, so even though it sounds like, and you can see, I post my food on, on Instagram, even though it sounds all over the place, started the day with fat and greens, had mm-hmm. fat protein and some greens in the middle of the day and ended with some more fat and protein at night. Love it. Absolutely love it. And as we as we wrap up here, if you could leave people listening who are maybe just getting started towards their fat loss or their health goals with one message of encouragement, what do you want to leave them with today? Hmm, that's a good one. Let me think about it. Um, I think I would I would ask them a question. Um, maybe a two-part question. It would be, how good do you really want to feel? Mm. and are you willing to put in the work because I know you can but will you absolutely I love that I I always tell people it's not enough to have the dream in your heart you got to go after it with your hands and your feet and your mouth and so (laughs) (laughs) face first baby um so I really really love that thank you so much Mary we will link to your website and your Instagram on the show notes as well as fat fudge so people can learn more about it and I just really really appreciate you taking time out of your incredibly busy schedule to hang out with us and share your story so thank you thank Thank you so much. My absolute pleasure. Anything for you. Uh, I'll, I'll take you up on that. Don't you worry. I'll send a list. <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. And remember that in response to the question I asked you about what I can do to help you in year two of Primal Potential, I have put up on primalpotential.com under the work with me tab, uh, the Primal Potential Fat Loss Food Guide. And it covers a lot of the stuff that Mary and I talked about today in terms of emphasizing fat, emphasizing fiber, giving you the food lists that you asked for so you really know what falls into that category of healthy fats or fat loss friendly proteins or clean carbohydrates. So definitely check that out. Let me know what you think for you 80-20 fans out there. It also includes a one page cheat sheet. And for those of you that don't read, it's got audio. So um, thank you for letting me know what you need. And I'm always happy to deliver it to help you reach your goals. I hope this episode was helpful to you. Shoot me an email. Let me know what other topics you want to hear about, who you want me to have on the show, and we'll see you in a couple of days. Have a great one.